Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy New Year Wednesday. It is the first Wednesday of the new year. It is. The year of our Lord, 2022. I gotta try to make sure to get that on the file title as we record these conversations. It used to be the deal of trying to learn to write the right, you know, write the correct date on a check, but now no one writes checks. Mm, Rarely you write a check. Yeah? Well, remember to write 2022. No kidding. (laughs) No kidding. Absolutely. So yesterday we ended, and I felt kind of rushed, talking about the idea of cutting off our hands and feet. Yeah, you don't want to rush that. And and plucking out our (laughs) eyes. So I thought maybe I'd like to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, let's do you that. Cool with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to read. It's it's going to be a similar section as to yesterday, but maybe a little bit more inclusive. I'm going to start in verse five. And I'm going to go all the way to verse ten of Matthew 18. Yes. Okay. Sounds. <laughs> we good. are still in Matthew. Let's 18. do that. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. All right. Well, I like that uh, the longer reading we go with our treatment of the little ones, mm-hmm. and that uh, that book's in this. Well, teaching. so, you know, I do think that verse five is like the last part of the, the paragraph that started in verse one. However, I think that last little bit connects this, this reception versus despising. These are our mm-hmm. two options. When we look at the least, the last and the lowliest, we are either going to receive them to mm-hmm. ourselves or we're despising them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and these are our options. And we highlighted yesterday that part of that despising. So, so we might think that just it just to despise someone just means I hate you. Yeah, I hate you. I have nothing to do with you because I despise you. But in this context, the despising is demonstrated by I love myself so much mm-hmm. that I will demand my right to be a stumbling block. I love myself so much I'll do anything to you. Yeah. And to get what I want. I'll do anything to you to get what I want. Or or even if it's like, like I'm not necessarily doing anything to you, but I just don't care what what I do, what it does, what it does to, to you. you. Yeah, I, I may not even have you in my sights. It may not be like I'm trying to stab you in the back, but you know what? I've got my rights. I've got my hand, my foot, my eye, and this is so important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't care how it impacts you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my thing because after all, I am the greatest. Well, you know, I've there's an expression in in our in our language, you know, you do you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And okay, and and I think uh, Jesus really challenges that here. You better be mindful of the people around you, and particularly of the people that maybe you think, well, these really aren't the people I need to be mindful of. 
Okay, I want to go out on a limb. I kind of want to use some language, and I'm not trying to establish a doctrine. But as I have read this, and even what we we recognized on Monday, as you're the New King James Version back in the first paragraph, verse what, three, unless you become converted. Yeah, unless you are converted. This is almost like as a little child. This is almost like a second experience of conversion. Again, mm. I'm not trying to establish a doctrine. I'm not trying to say, oh, we're going to get baptized on one day, and then later we become a real Christian by going through a second experience of conversion. But as Jesus is telling this story, he looks at people who have become his disciples. He's looking at the ones who are like the most devoted disciples. Right. And he says to them, unless you turn, mm-hmm. unless you, you people who have been with me, who have been following me, who have been listening to me, who have been confessing me, who when crowds have abandoned me have said, we can't go anywhere else. You have the words of life. I'm telling you, unless you get converted mm-hmm. and become like this child— Unless mm-hmm. you turn, you will not be in the kingdom. You, you, you're not, you're not just going to not be the greatest. Yeah. You won't be there at all. And you know what? There's actually one of them doesn't make it. Yeah, Judas doesn't make it. You know, t- to that point, what you're talking about, and I like where you're going there, um, I look at verse 10 as you were reading, talking about, For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Um, no one is going to disagree that angels are in heaven, Mm. okay? And what are the angels mindful of? Well, the things of God and the least and the lowly. You say you want to be great in this kingdom. You you think you're going to be greater than an angel? You you better have the heart and and the the view towards the least and the lowly as as angels would. Which gets us back to the part that I wanted to really dig into a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Cutting off hands, cutting off feet, plucking out eyes. Mm. So we, we we rapidly at the very end highlighted that, okay, Jesus is not being literal here. Yeah, I used the word hyperbole. Which, what, is, what does that mean? So here's a figure of speech basically written in extremes yeah. to make a point. And figures of speech are used, I, I often say, like speed bumps. They're, they're mm-hmm. literary speed bumps. Okay. It is so easy to be reading something and to just read and read and read and read and read and read just right through it. And it's kind of like, yeah, okay, okay, boilerplate. I've heard this. I know this. Whatever. Move on. And then you've actually missed it all. Mm-hmm. Figures of speech are used to arrest our attention, to grab us and as we're reading through all of a sudden say, wait, what? What? What did he just say? He just, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, did he just tell me I was supposed to cut my hand off? Right. That kind of wakes you up and draws you back in. And now, okay, wait a minute. Better listen to this. What, what does he mean? Does he mean I'm supposed to cut my hand off? Yeah. Because look, if Jesus means we're supposed to cut our hands off, what are we supposed to do? No, I agree with that. We're supposed to cut our hands off. So, okay, I better figure this out. Does he mean that? Or, or is this something else? And I think as we study it, we do recognize well, exactly what you're saying. Hyperbole, extreme. Even parable. But part of that I take from just kind of the history of Christian faith, that if this was ever understood as literal, there'd be an awful lot more one-armed, one-eyed <laughs> Christians. But that's not really the story. No. But there have been people who have taken it literally. There have been people who have been very aesthetic. Yeah. 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 And I don't think Jesus is saying that. But now here's the mistake that we can make. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just a metaphor. So it means nothing. See, <laughs> well, even metaphors don't mean nothing. I know, but we sometimes treat it like that. We'll get to the, oh, he didn't mean we're really supposed to cut off our hands. Okay, I figured that out. Let's move on. Well, okay, but what did he mean? <laughs> right, <laughs> he, right. right. He didn't mean literally cut off your hand. 
But, but the reason for using this metaphor is because what he is encouraging us to do will feel like cutting off your hand. Mm. It is going to be that important. The thing that we're getting rid of in order to avoid stumbling and being a stumbling block is I'll cut off my hand. If my hand is causing me to sin and become a stumbling block, okay. And so, so I, what are some it, amazing, this, th- what are some major well, things just, we might get rid of? I was just going to say, so is this is a figure then for something that is so dear to you, so important to you, this feels like a part of you. Yes. Okay. And okay. I'm supposed to, lo- I'm supposed to be humble enough mm-hmm. for the least, the last and the lowly that in order to preserve their lives, in order to protect them, I will give that up. So is this another way of talking about self-sacrifice? Yes. Because I hardly I hardly ever think of that term when I read this, even though hyperbole, metaphor, what have you, it's hard to imagine few pictures more self-sacrificial, particularly when I make the connection, oh, I should do this to benefit someone else. I should do this in the spirit of uh, protecting and blessing someone else as opposed to just doing it for my own self-preservation. Yeah. 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 So normally when we hear about this idea of plucking out our eye and cutting off our hands and feet, we only think of it in terms of protecting our own salvation. Exactly. But in this, and and back in the sermon, when he talks about that, when we've talked about that before, yeah. okay, that seems to be more what's going on there. But in this context, it's actually used as far as being a stumbling block for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. In connection with these little ones. And I don't think he's shifting to, okay, I've been talking about you causing them to stumble. Now I'm talking about you to cause yourself to stumble. Now I'm causing, talking about them. No, it's, I am making myself stumble when I become a stumbling block. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so he says it is so important not to be a yeah, stumbling that's block. That's what we got to understand. I, talking about self-sacrifice, talking about giving up things that are a part of me. Let me just read this passage to you. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility of mind, excuse me, I lost my place, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. You want to talk about cutting off hands and taking Mm -hmm. off feet and plucking out eyes. Be the one who's sitting on the throne of God. Mm -hmm. That the, the moment anybody comes into your presence, the natural reaction is to fall on their face in worship. And then to empty yourself of self. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that's what he's saying when he talks about Jesus emptied himself. He emptied himself of self. He left that. He came into the world. Rather than, I'm going to hang on to this thing. This is my thing. I deserve to hold on to it. And why did he do that? Andrew, he did that so people like you and me could be saved. That's exactly right. He did that for the least and the lowly. Yeah. For yeah. For the little ones. For the little ones. For those who would come to him in humility and recognize, I, no, of course I'm not the greatest. I'm not even trying to be the greatest. I'm trying to follow the greatest. But that is a tremendous point to make. And I appreciate that connection so much to Philippians 2 because um, Jesus is not asking us to do things he doesn't do. Mm. I mean, we follow his example. 
And he can say, no, I gave it all up. I yeah. laid it all down to bless and save another. I gave up my crown. I gave up my throne. I gave up the worship that I deserved. I gave up I'm, all these things that he has a right to. Yeah. And he cast it from him. Mm-hmm. So that right now, now here's the interesting thing. I get it in all in doing all that, not because of what he did, but because of how people would react to him. He became a stone of offense and a stumbling rock over which people stumbled. Yeah. And so I get it. There are going to be things that we do that folks may stumble over, but it's not because we ourselves are prompting it. That's that's because of them. So I know that happens. Yeah. And even when with that passage about him being the stumbling stone on the rock of offense, uh, it, it's not that he caused them to sin by believing in him. Which is the kind of stumbling block we're talking about here. Yeah. There the sin is is rejecting him. Right. Rejecting the, the chief cornerstone. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is when we become this kind of person, there will be people who stumble over it because they're going to say, well, I'm not going to be that kind of person. Are you yeah. telling me I have to be that kind of person yeah. to be the Lord's? I'm just not going to do that. And but that's and, not. And there's that pride that we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I sacrificing my rights, sacrificing my resources, sacrificing my time, because I am concerned about you. Mm-hmm. Rather, mm-hmm. Than, rather than arrogantly thinking everything should serve me, and I get to grasp and pull to myself everything that is yeah. mine. And using you in order to achieve that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the opposite. This yeah. is the opposite. Uh, man, there's even so much more that I want us to talk about that, but I know we need to move on today and probably move on to the next section of the scripture tomorrow. So glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. Again, we'd love to hear everybody that uh, tunes in. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Of course, there's also the Text Talk group over at Facebook. I'd love to hear from you there, and we just hope that you have a wonderful, blessed day. If you are in the Tampa area on January 15th, 2022, come over to Livingston for our In His Presence singing. That's going to be 7 o'clock at night, and all the information is at our website, christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. And if you're listening to this sometime after January 15th, 2022, well, head to org and find out what we've got going on now <laughs> or what we're looking forward to. Absolutely. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your patience. Lord, as we read this passage of scripture, we are challenged. We want to be faithful servants of yours and citizens of your kingdom. And just realizing how much of that is really about not thinking about ourselves and not preferring ourselves, but looking after the least and the lowly and the last and and treating them right. Father, help us to to be humble, to be sacrificial and self-sacrificial, to lift up others. We are like Jesus when we do that. We want to be like him for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.